entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Last week, I called a friend of mine uh, and I said, hey, I've heard you say this a million times and I just found it written on my son's window in a, you know, erasable marker. And uh, I, I really want to share it with my audience. May I steal it from you? And uh, it was Tony Robbins and he said, yeah. Basically, we kind of had the same rule. You steal from me, you stole it twice. But uh, here is, uh, here's what was written on my son's window. And I think everyone should start their day saying this. And it should become a mantra, a chant. Now I am the voice. I will lead, not follow. I will believe, not doubt. I will create, not destroy. I am a force for good. I am a force for God. I am a leader. Defy the odds. Set a new standard. Step up. Would you say those out loud if you're in your car or wherever you are? Just say that like you mean it. Now I am the voice. I will lead, not follow. I will believe, not doubt. I will create, not destroy. I am a force for good. I am a force for God. I am a leader. Defy the odds. Set a new standard and step up. Now what? does that look like in practice with a Supreme Court that has just ruled against Texas protecting its own borders? Mike Lee joins us in 60 seconds. And let me tell you about Gen 90. It's the new instant wrinkle treatment from GenuCell. Gen 90 instantly reduces the appearances of wrinkles anywhere you use it, around the eyes, the forehead, the crow's feet, the laugh lines, even the chin, and it starts working in just seconds. Gen 90 technology is luxurious, nourishing, and silk smooth. And best of all, it starts working in seconds. You'll know because you feel the tingle every single time you use it. There's a reason why GenuCell has 400% more customer loyalty than other skincare brands, and Gen 90 is now on sale at GenuCell.com. Of course, it's included in their bestseller packages. Before you go overseas and get some crazy treatment, spend thousands of dollars to try to look better, try Gen 90 first. This is the best in skincare, and you can make your fine lines and wrinkles disappear wherever they are and before you even leave the room, or you'll get your money back. So there's no risk here. The beauty of GenuCell is that it really works, and you're going to love it. GenuCell.com slash Beck. Free shipping on all orders now at GenuCell.com slash Beck. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Beck. Senator Mike Lee, because I will lead and not follow, I believe and not doubt, I will create, not destroy, because I'm a force for good, I'm a force for God, I'm a leader, and we can define, uh, defy the odds, I need your help today in understanding the news and where we go from here because if it's if it's not this it will be something because we're facing constitutional crisis after constitutional crisis and uh i'm i'm not sure how to react but i know there's a lot of people saying this is out of line we should ignore the supreme court but that makes us them but what else are you going to do? First, let's go over what the Supreme Court decided yesterday, Mike. 
Okay, so yesterday the Supreme Court issued an order, not an opinion, just a very brief order, undoing uh, an order that was released by the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit on December 19th. Now, remember, the, the courts of appeals are, are, um, are numbered throughout the country. The Fifth Circuit includes the state of Texas. Uh, and uh, the Fifth Circuit on December 19th had issued an order in joining the uh, Biden administration from taking down barriers put in place by uh, the state of Texas. See, the state of Texas... Um, wanting to make sure that um, they restore some semblance of the rule of law in their state, mm-hmm. decided to put up these barriers along the border, say, we, we, we don't want to do this. The Biden administration started taking actions indicating its plans to take down the concertina wire and uh, the other barriers. So Texas uh, brought suit against the Department of Homeland Security and others in the Biden administration and said, we want an injunction telling them, telling the Biden administration that may not take down these barriers. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals on December 19th uh, issued such an injunction. And immediately, the Biden administration went to the Supreme Court and filed an emergency application to vacate that injunction. In other words, to, to undo it. And the operative portion of the order from yesterday is just found in a sentence. It's inclusive of a total of four sentences, but this one is, is, is the operative language. The December 19, 2023 order of the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit is vacated. That's it. Then there's a separate line that says Justice Thomas, Justice Alito, Justice Gorsuch, and Justice Kavanaugh would deny the application to vacate the injunction. So with, with that, the Supreme Court of the United States just undid this. And what this tells us then is that it was Chief Justice Roberts, along with Justice Kagan, Justice Sotomayor, and Justice Jackson, who were in the majority on this. And that is all we know about their rationale, all we know about what happened. So all of a sudden, Texas, having won this uh, round of litigation, the previous round of litigation in the Court of Appeals, is now sort of back to square one, being told you lose. And yet we don't have the analysis as to why or what this means, and everything is in a state of disorder. So, uh, first of all, can you explain uh, Barrett's joining the other side? I mean, uh, any guess to what she was thinking? Yeah. Okay, so all I can do is guess. Uh, All I can do is offer conjecture uh, because there's no analysis. If I were to guess, I... I, I, Hang on just a sec. Before you go on, is that unusual that there was no analysis? It's not unusual given the procedural posture in which they find themselves. In other words, this side of the court's docket, the emergency applications docket, uh, is itself something that the justices have to do as they're doing their other ordinary business, writing opinions in other cases. And they, they, they... because of the nature of it, it's it's a yes or no uh, up or down thing most of Got the it. time. So okay. that part's not surprising, but it is surprising given the nature of this dispute and the complexity of and urgency of this that we would have this. It's uh, it, it's at least difficult uh, to figure out what to do. So if I had to guess as to what her analysis might have been and, and that of Chief Justice Roberts, it would be that they reached some kind of conclusion that you know we don't want the 
the uh, courts to be weaponized. We don't want to be perceived, certainly as justices, as playing only on the team of the political party of the presidents who appointed us. And therefore, I, we, speaking, you know, I, either as Justice, uh, uh, either as Chief Justice Roberts uh, or Justice Barrett or both of them, uh, we're, we're going we're gonna to decide to uh, side with the Democrats on this one that, that, so that we don't over-politicize this. But I, I really find that difficult to grasp that they would do it in that circumstance. Um, and yet I don't see a, a good reason. I, I don't see a, an explanation that makes a lot of sense. It goes much beyond that. Uh, because mm. I, I, I don't understand why it's a bad thing to have the state of Texas trying to protect the people of Texas from these swarms of people who are pouring across their borders without documentation and destroying property along the way, converting property as if it were their own and destroying it as they, uh, as they cross in illegally. I, I don't understand what the compelling need is. Or, or what principle of law would be violated by the state of Texas trying to protect the people of Texas? Let me ask you something. Um, the Constitution says that it is the, the federal government's job to protect the borders, um, but they're not doing their job, obviously. Uh, in fact, they're enabling those um, people trying to come in, and they are enabling uh, drug cartels, drugs coming over, killing our citizens, Criminals coming over. We know terrorists have come over now. Uh, they're enabling those who rape and sell into sex slavery. I mean, it's it's bad stuff. It's not even close. And what the justices are saying is, Texas, you don't have the right to protect your own borders. That's our job. Um, let me let me ask you: If a military came over, they, let's say these ten million people all had military uniforms, um, but you know, only a few of them had guns and it, it was clear this was an invasion by an army and the federal government decided to say, nah, well, they, they can keep crossing in. Would they have the right to say to Texas or anybody else, you don't have the right to have a militia or, uh, you know, call up your national guard and, and push these people back. Is, is the Constitution a, a suicide pact? Certainly not. And, and specifically in that kind of circumstance, it wouldn't be. There are two separate provisions of the Constitution that tell us this. One is found in Article 4, Section 4, which says that the United States uh, shall guarantee to every state a Republican form of government. And on application of a state, uh, uh, typically the legislature, uh, uh, shall protect each of them from invasion. So that's an affirmative obligation by the United States to protect each state from invasion. Now, there's also a, a, uh, something that defends in the Constitution a separate right of the state to stand up for itself upon being invaded. And that's found in, in Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3, which um, is a provision that tells the states a bunch of stuff that they can't do on their own without the consent of Congress, but then contains a carve out uh, for circumstances in which a state is actually invaded. Yeah, but the only in difference words, in one scenario in war, the, the only the only difference is in these two scenarios is 10 million people are coming over. 
uh, not in uniform. But right. that's it. I mean, it's an invasion. That's, it. It, that's right. And it's no less of an invasion simply because they're not organized formally as a, a military or we don't think of them. They, they, they are not a military, but it's an invasion nonetheless. Uh, throughout history, there have been uh, instances of invasions of uh, many countries around the world. Uh, uh, some are armed, organized invasions. Others are not. But it's an invasion nonetheless. They are being invaded by people who don't belong there and people who uh, threaten to subvert the order of things and the rule of law as they enter. So the, the fact that there is an invasion and the fact that the state of Texas feels the need to protect its own citizens from this puts Texas, in my view, in a very solid position. Now, I assume that for the four justices who dissented, that is for Justices Thomas, Alito, Kavanaugh, and Gorsuch, that that was their rationale. We're all still grasping to understand what the rationale of the majority was, other than, as you say, uh, probably reasoned, well, immigration is the, the thing that is done by the federal government, and it's not done by the state of Texas, therefore case closed. But that doesn't answer the question. It doesn't answer the, the Article 1, Section 10, or the Article 4, Section 4 question that we just discussed. And as a practical matter, it leaves the state of Texas in an untenable position. Okay, so now, Mike, I, 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 we have to have a serious adult conversations, and we have to start modeling these conversations and having these conversations and, uh, and have them as rational, reasonable citizens of a republic and uh, as adults and if you as a listener can't handle that, then you should go away um, because I think some questions need to be asked. And if not now, very soon on whatever the next topic might be, we'll go there here in 60 seconds. Said it a million times, you are the first responder in emergency situations. You are the first responder. It was the Carter administration that changed that to the 911 people. No, you are. They back you up. You call for backup. Sometimes that means using deadly force, but a lot of times the situation doesn't call for deadly violence. And when you're armed with a Berna launcher, you have the perfect combination of man-stopping power that won't kill and protection for yourself and your family. And you combine that with a gun in case they just don't stop, uh, you got a gun. And deadly force is maybe necessary. This is a non-lethal alternative to safeguarding your home that will teach someone a very painful but non-lethal lesson. It's legal in all 50 states, no permits or background checks required, and it can be used by all age groups over 18. This, I think, can be used in New York City, although I think they fine you like 50 bucks if you're, if you're carrying one, but it's just like a misdemeanor. Um, you have to check on that in New York city. So don't take my word for that, but uh, to protect myself and my family on a subway or in the streets of New York, ah, uh, that's worth $50 to me. Anyway, the burn and launcher powerful deterrence, like tear gas and kinetic rounds can incapacitate an attacker for 40 minutes. It's a great addition to your home's defense. Visit burna.com. That's B Y R N A B Y R N A. 
rna.com slash glenn burna.com slash glenn save 10 percent off your purchase burna.com slash glenn 10 seconds station id You know, Mike, um, there was a guy named Martin Luther King, I know you know, uh, and he, he taught people how to resist peacefully, and uh, nobody's teaching that. Nobody's pushing for that. Ah, our pastors are all out to lunch. Um, but there are people now who are saying, uh, we need to go. In fact, could you read Tucker Carlson's tweet uh, from yesterday? I don't have that handy, but I can uh, look for it. it. Basically, he says, where are the men of Texas standing up? Well, the men of Texas standing up, um, I, I, I don't know exactly what that means, Tucker, um, because many of us are standing up and we're speaking out. At what point um, do people, uh, are people justified at all to say, yeah, it makes me kind of like them, but we got to stop this? So, in other words, defying the Supreme Court and just doing it anyway. I don't like that. Now, look, uh, the rule of law is important to us. That's the whole reason why Texas is trying to take this action to begin with, is to preserve the rule of law. And for that reason, uh, everything possible needs to be done. Uh, to comply with the rule of law, even if it means going along with a, a, a court order uh, that one doesn't like and uh, finding other ways uh, to be persuasive to get it done. But keep in mind something, Glenn. Um, the, the Supreme Court's order from yesterday does not order the state of Texas to do anything. As I read it, all it says is that they vacate the Fifth Circuit's order from the 19th of December which had itself enjoined uh, the Biden administration from taking down the barricades. So there's nothing affirmatively that the state of Texas has to do in order to comply with this uh, order from the Supreme Court. It just lifts the legal impediment from the Biden administration that had previously told them, don't take down the barricades. Right. So one interesting question is, what exactly is the Biden administration going to do now? Is the Biden administration really seriously with a straight face are, are they going to say yes cut the wires yes remove all the concertina wire yes and um, and do all that uh, glenn remember something we we have seen in the last month more people pouring across our border unlawfully uh-huh. than has ever been observed uh-huh. in our nearly two and a half centuries of existence as a nation and our Border Patrol agents and everybody else who works with them on this, they're all overwhelmed. I've been down to the border just in the last few weeks alone. I lived down uh, on the border in the McCowan area as a missionary for two years. I know this area well. Are they really going to say, this is where we want our, our, our efforts focused, to be going in there, removing barricades, whose sole purpose is to protect the people of the state of Texas and, frankly, even the people who are being human trafficked along uh, the border, aren't they really going to say that's where yeah, we want them? Yeah. Bring up the wire cutters, stop processing everything they, else, they've, stop everything they, else you're doing. They've, they've already really done that, Mike. Things. They've already done that. They were cutting the wires in Texas. 
I mean, they, they what makes you think they won't do that? For a few weeks. What? They, they, they were cutting them. They had to stop for three weeks. But in the meantime, Texas put down a whole lot more wire. And they've got more wire now. I mean, it, this really would be a massive undertaking. And if after, uh, after the month of December 2023, just last month, are they really going to go back in? and undertake that huge effort again. Mm-hmm. If so, this raises all kinds of other questions. And if so, I think this could end up being the very best thing, the single greatest momentum uh, uh, producing exercise for the Donald Trump campaign. Because this is the president of the United States who loves lawlessness, if this is truly what he wants to do. And we've got to make that point loud and clear. Okay. Um, hang on just a sec, Mike, because uh I, I just want to wrestle with you on some philosophical questions here that I think we need to have a conversation on in the light of history. Glenn Beck. Sunday was the National Sanctity of Human Life Day in honor of the over 65 million babies who have been aborted since Roe versus Wade became law of the land. Thank God Roe is no longer law of the land. Unfortunately, Our job as members of the pro-life community, far from over. In fact, it's really just getting started as the left is pushing abortions harder and harder all the time. Today, the abortion pill accounts for 50% of all abortions. That makes, you know, your daughter's or your neighbor's daughter, um, it makes their bathroom a abortion clinic. Preborn has rescued over 280,000 babies from abortion and every day we rescue 200 more. When a woman considering an abortion hears her baby's heartbeat and sees that baby on an ultrasound, the baby's chance of life is doubled. If you have the means, would you consider a leadership gift to save babies in a big way? $5,000 will sponsor Preborn's entire network for 24 hours. Uh, To donate, dial pound 250, say the keyword baby. It's pound 250, keyword baby, or donate at preborn.com slash Beck. Preborn.com slash Beck, sponsored by Preborn. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn and use the code Glenn30 to sign up to Blaze TV and save 30 bucks. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. I think it's time that we start to have adult conversations because I hear people talking seriously more and more about secession or going against in the texas case going against the supreme court which makes us them um and people ask me all the time well then what is the line glenn and i keep saying you'll know it when you see it um when do you stand up well you can stand up politically you can stand up in march although nobody is um you can stand up at you know the polls I think that's very important. But Mike, I, 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 can you talk a little bit about the difference? Well, just what this means, uh, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute new government laying its foundations on such principles and organizing its powers in such forms as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. 
Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light or transient causes. And accordingly, all experience has shown that mankind is more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms of which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariable the same object invinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and provide new guards for their future security. I am not saying I don't want this. I don't, I'm not pushing for it. I, I just, I'm reading the words. I don't think the time is now by any stretch of the imagination. But what does that mean, Mike? And, and how do you do this and not become everything you despise? Well, first of all, we do have to remember, we still have elections in this country, and there are ways in which we can throw off a government and administration can throw it off, meaning we can uh, elect a different government, uh, one that won't do things like this. And frankly, it's, it's an action as severe, as self-destructive, and as harmful to the people as this that might well propel uh, the, a different election outcome in 2024 mm-hmm. than what we had in 2020, uh, because the American people can see what's happening. And whether they've read the briefing in this case or not, they know on some level that the U.S. government, uh, the Biden administration, is, is relying on the fact that it has access to private lands within 25 miles of the international border uh, uh, for the purpose of patrolling the border to prevent the illegal a- entry of aliens. That, that was the statutory language that they quoted as a, a reason why Texas couldn't set up barriers because those barriers would interfere with the Border Patrol's access to this area. And the American people can see that there's some folly in their relying on that because they are not enforcing the border. They, they're, they're removing those, the barriers from what I can tell, from what up, appears visible from my vantage point, in a way that makes it easier for the cartels uh, to send the people across the border and, and get them into the interior of the country. So as they see that, the political process itself contains a solution. And whenever that does, I think that's one of the things that we have to take into account when we're cautioned against overthrowing a, an entire government for light or transient causes. It's not that this is a light or transient cause so much as it is that we have means at our disposal of making a change in government, uh, not amounting to a violent revolution. Yes. And we should. And I, by the way, I want to make sure that I, I am I'm asking you this because you're one of the most reasonable men I know. You're not for this. I am not for breaking the country up or anything like that. I just I just need to know how to answer. Why don't we why don't we defy the Supreme Court? Um, you know, because that's what they do. And it doesn't seem like we have any tools left. And my answer is because I don't want to be like them. And that's wrong. You know it. Um, you can be angry, as the scriptures say, be angry, but do not sin. Don't become them. Um, but uh, things are dicey. Things are really dicey with everything that's going on. They, they are dicey. And, and again, if we're talking about if we're talking about defying the order of the Supreme Court, there's nothing for the state of Texas to defy. Why? here. OK, because the, the, uh, all they've done is they've gotten rid of the order 
previously would have um, uh, restricted the Biden administration's ability to take down the barrier. They've now removed that injunction. So there's nothing for Texas to comply with or to defy. This is just uh, now these guys uh, can go in if they want to and start removing the razor wire. If they do that, as they do that, to the extent they do that, they'll do so to the detriment of their boss, the president of the United States. And I, I should mention here, Glenn, it's important for the American people to think about this for a minute. You have right now ongoing conversations uh, on Capitol Hill in Washington uh, about a so-called border security deal. Mm-hmm. Now, is the border security deal being pushed by a lot of Democrats as they try to extract votes out of Republicans to support the $106 billion supplemental aid package, most of which goes to Ukraine? That can't get across the line, so a bunch of Democrats uh, are teaming up with a small handful of Senate Republicans and negotiating border security language. But this development yesterday, I mean, I had concerns about it prior to this anyway, concerns that I've discussed with you, concerns relating to the fact that the, the, the border security crisis right now is, is not, uh, as much as our immigration laws are in need of, of reform and updating and uh, and streamlining and, and making simpler and clearer. This border security crisis was not caused by a lack of legislation giving the president and his administration authority to enforce the border. No, not at all. He's got more than enough tools to do that. The same laws that are in effect today were in effect when Trump was president when he brought this border crisis that he faced down to essentially nothing. Mm-hmm. He got rid of it. So why in the Sam Hill are we negotiating with an administration under terms that would suggest to the American people that the border crisis is based on a lack of legislative authority to end it? It is not. And why would we trust that if we negotiate this language with the Biden administration and it becomes law, that they'll enforce this any better, any more faithfully than they have enforced existing law? Right. That's a real question that I think we've got to wrestle with. Um, I would urge you to uh, call your Senate and your House members and uh, say, no negotiation. Um, we, we, maybe we release money after, uh, and we can release it slowly over the year. But no, I'm I'm not interested. I'm not interested in any Democrat deal um, with their president acting the way he is on the border and even defying the blue states. You know, the mayors of New York and Chicago and Detroit and everywhere else. Everybody is starting to feel this now. And I think, Mike, you're right. This uh, Supreme Court decision and what the administration does might be uh, a real eye-opening experience for people who are independents. Thank you so much, Mike. I appreciate it. God bless you. Thank you, Glenn. Stay safe. American Financing is our sponsor. This is the time of year when everybody's looking to get their finances in order. Not only are taxes coming right around the corner, but there are things that are just more difficult and frightening uh, with inflation nibbling at your bank account. Here's the one thing. You don't have to take it lying down. Some great news for homeowners in the form of interest rates that have dropped and are now in the fives. That's a lot lower than they've been in a really long time. And if you've been buried in high interest credit card debt, this could... Be your chance to break free with American Financing. They'll help you access the cash in your home to pay off that debt. Last year, the average person in this audience that, you know, called um, uh, American Financing and and found a way to have them help, 
They were saved an average of $854 every month. Think about how that's like giving yourself a $10,000 raise. Call American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334. NMLSConsumerAccess.org. APR for the rates in the five starts at 6.275% for well-qualified buyers. Call 800-906-2440 for details about credit costs and terms. The following content identifies as a commercial. Isn't that lovely? The Glenn Beck Program. We'll be right back. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck Program. Uh, let's go to uh, Alan in uh, Maine. Hello, Alan. Hi, Glenn. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. I, I, it's a great opportunity to talk to you. Uh, you've been bringing up the southern border, and up here in Maine, we have been struggling to get anybody to bring up this conversation right now. We have over 300 illegal Chinese grow operations up here in Maine. I'm sorry. I'm a little nervous, Glenn. Oh, don't worry um, about it. It's only just you and me and 10 million others. I know. You're just my hero. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, we, we have one place up here called The Main Wire. They're, they're an online uh, newspaper. They've brought it to us, uh, our, our attention in the state of Maine, and they're the only ones, not the Bangor Daily, not the Portland Press, which are our biggest newspapers. They don't even want to touch it. Glenn, these people are, glow- are, are, growing, are growing so much marijuana. It's in, it's in the millions of dollars. This, this is all going back to China, back to the Communist Party, which is funded Russia, which is funded Iran, and there's, just, there's, there's up to 300 of them. Right now in the state of Maine, Glenn, we have a house house crisis. We we have a we have a uh, energy crisis. I mean, this morning they're talking about getting rid of natural gas up here in Maine. Well, yesterday it was two Jeez. below zero. I mean, it was two below zero, Glenn. These people are really putting the horse before the cart. I mean, in every situation. But three hundred homes in the state of Maine. They're they're up to three hundred, four hundred thousand dollar homes. We're not talking little shacks or trailers. We're talking nice suburbs. They're doing it in the in the in the woods they're doing it where people can't see them doing it and if, if you think they're not taking this money and buying guns up here in maine and loading their houses full of weapons and full of anything that they can make money with you are being foolish because all this money is going right back to china and and what what makes me so angry is that we have a, a woman in office up here in maine her name's janet mills and she is just she's closing her eyes and just pretending not to see it and it's it's driving it, it it's we we have a we have a crisis called fentanyl but now we have a crisis that's affecting everybody, and that's 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 housing. I mean, even up here in Maine, you have you have uh, tent cities, things that we don't even see up here. I mean, Jeez. this used to be the way life should be. Yeah. Now it's 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 just it's it's just like every other state guard. Like everything you warned us about, it's happening. And what scares us is that no one wants to deal with it. We have state troopers. Nobody. There, there's houses, Glenn, that are driving up light bills, up to twenty thousand dollar light bills. You can't tell me that CMP, which is our local uh, power supplier, or, or or any of them aren't seeing these giant bills. Mean they they don't care because they're all making money. They're all making money. I mean, uh, the electric bills up here going on average are up to five hundred to six hundred dollars a month. And then you have people next door that are driving their house, uh, their electric bills up to twenty, up to thirty thousand dollars. It's in outrageous because you have electricians that are hooking these houses up with giant, giant meter boxes that can handle the power. And it, we're, we're all supposed to 
not care. It, it, it's, I just wanted your audience to hear this because it's getting, uh, it's out of control. Even up here in the sticks, up here in Maine, we are fighting it tooth and nail, Glenn. And it just, uh, thank you to Steve Robinson, which, which gives us the main wire. I mean, he is online. And like you've said before, there is real ghettos and he's being put in a digital ghetto, like you said. And it's just, I, keep, keep this conversation going, Glenn. We love you so much up here in Maine. Thank and, you. You know, I, I've heard the story about your son and stuff. And it's just so, it helps all of us to let you, let us know that you're real. Let you're just mm. going through the same things that everybody else, Glenn. You know, we're all dealing with it and we just love you so much. Glenn. Thank you. God, God bless you. you. God Thank bless you, you Alan. I hope Thank we you. have a chance to meet sometime. Although I doubt I'm ever going to get to Maine because you have to go through New York and New England to get there. So <laughs> well, in heaven, gone. We got heaven. Yeah. God bless you, Alan. Thank you. Uh, Lori in Nebraska. Hello, Lori. Hi, Glenn. Thank Hi. you for taking my call. You bet. So my husband and I live in rural Nebraska, and our nearest shopping center is a Walmart about uh, 10 miles away. Mm. And over the course of the past year, we've noticed a lot of very strange activity. Um, and I, I've actually been followed twice now in the last year um, in the tractor supply store and the Walmart. And there's groups of young men, you know, age 20s, 30s, and they just wander the store. And they don't have a shopping cart. They don't have a shopping bag. They're not buying anything. And I don't know. We don't know what they're doing exactly, but there's just been a lot of strange activity going on. Um, I've been approached in the park. It's, it has gotten to the stage where um, my husband doesn't want me to shop in Crete, Nebraska alone. Are these, um, are these, are these gangs? Are these um, local they're, gangs? They're migrants. Are they... they're migrants. My husband's okay. European, and he knows a lot of languages. Yeah. And he doesn't, he's like, I don't recognize any of these languages that they're speaking. And they'll, they'll, kind of, they'll stand around the front entrance. And they, like I said, they don't have a shopping cart. They're not buying anything. I don't know what they're doing. I guess it's maybe a meetup place. But it's, like I said, I've been followed twice around the store. Um, I've been approached in parking lots. Um, I usually just get right back in the car and drive away. Yeah. But this is in Nebraska. And it didn't used to be this way two years ago. And we're not, we, it's just, I talk to a lot of people behind closed doors in the community. They see the exact same thing and people are very concerned and I don't normally get scared, I know. <laughs> but I, <clears throat> I, I went grocery shopping, I think six times in 2023 and my husband just does it now. I, I will tell you that, uh, my wife, uh, says exactly the same thing. Lori, can you hang on? I'd like to get you a, a burner launch, a, a, a burner launcher. It is, it's a non-lethal weapon. Looks just like a gun, but it's kinetic rounds and then uh, tear gas. Um, and my wife doesn't want to pull a gun unless she's absolutely sure. And she's been in situations where I wish she would have had her gun in the glove box. This one she'll carry uh, and she would use if she's in danger. I want to send one to you. Uh, so you are, you are okay. safe. God bless you. Thank 20, you. 20% markup, we should say. Above the, <laughs> we'll buy one from Berna and we'll sell it to you for the markup. <laughs> really? Is that what we were... I was going to give it to her for free, but... Yeah, come on. Make a profit. Our go, capitalism. Come on. Yeah, come on. The Glenn Beck Program.